Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. We are coming to you from the Syrian and Turkey border. And what an eventful day today has been. We were in the historical town of Antakya. The Quran also makes reference to this town. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Yasin speaks about Habib al-Najjar. And Allah says, وَجَاءَ مِنْ أَقْصَ الْمَدِينَةِ رَجُلٌ يَسْعَى and also in the Quran is the story of Musa and Khidr والسلام, when they pass by a locality seeking some sort of food and hospitality. Those two incidents, the Mufassirin and the Ulama of Tariq say, took place in this particular town. A very historical place, but after taking a drive today, Ya Allah, we only see ruins and rubble we see buildings, uh, skyscrapers being raised to the ground. Uh, if I may put it for you in simple terms, it's like taking a drive into Senton and seeing those buildings either shattered with huge cracks or the buildings um, have totally collapsed or one building reclining on another building about to topple at any moment. Uh, Scary, scary scenes indeed. The entire town was ghosted. Entire town. Uh, one brother was explaining that the population is about 2 million of this city alone. And uh, a lot of Syrians also reside within this area, together with Turks also. So it's a, it's a modern town with a very historical background to it. With all the amenities that you can seek in a town are found here. The entire town is ghosted today. Manala Bilal, your thoughts? Yes, Manala, as you say, indeed, it was a very uh, traumatic experience to see something like this, a town that has with it, besides just the history that goes back so many centuries, but it's also something that carries the smiles, the joys, the hopes of a population of people that lived in this town, I mean, you've seen empty apartments and you can still see somebody's bed, somebody's couch, somebody's even utensils on the kitchen table, which you can see through the ruins. What must have happened to those all those people, thousands of people in a matter of seconds that they had to leave from there? Actually, one of the residents of the town explained something very unique to us, which we, we never heard of before. And he explained the moments of the tremor where he said that prior to the tremor actually taking place, it was a very horrific sound that emanated from the ground. Uh, and he struggled to explain actually what what type of a sound that was. When they heard those horrific sounds emanating from the ground, they almost knew instinct instinctively that now the, the, the earth is going to start shaking. And the shuddering and the tremors, actually the initial tremors lasted for up to one and a half to two minutes. And then another 10 minutes later, the same thing reoccurred where the screeching sounds emanated from the ground and then the earth shuddered be below them. A true explanation of what the day of Qiyamah will be. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about the shaking of the earth, this is a picture that we, we seen before our eyes. What will it be on that horrific day? How will we fare on that particular day where you have absolutely not a, a moment and when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instructs for the sounding of the trumpet there is no escape and no, no respite that will be given
Yes, when you look at the destruction on the Turkish front, the scale of destruction is much higher when compared to Syria. And it's a unique story on its own. Uh, the town is ghosted, but there are a lot of rescue teams within the town working in different quarters and different sectors. We met the Australian team, we met the British team, we met uh, teams from other parts of the globe. We even met the South African team that is working on the ground. We met uh, the South African police services, canine, uh, the dogs that are brought in to sniff bodies and the remains of people. Uh, we met the dogs, we met the people, we met um, the rescue teams. And Molana Bilal, it's unique how they go about conducting the search of uh, the deceased and also people who are alive. Uh, we met uh, brother, a brother from the Gift of the Givers who explained the entire process as to how they go about locating and tracing bodies within this rubble. So let's see if we can get you some sound from there. They fix up, heat up to 15 meters, one five, under rubble. So it will tell us if there's a body heat. And then it also can tell you someone is bleeding. So what it's done now is when you put it down, it picked up that there's heat. So that means normally your body is still warm and it's alive. But sometimes, but the body is not moving. So we don't know if it's just a body or it's just basically someone who just died. So they've been searching the whole day. So there you had it, just five bodies they had retrieved there. Uh, Molana, we had also witnessed with our own eyes where they had retrieved a body of a marhuma. Yes, Molana, as Brother Ahmed explained in the clip, when he gave the introduction and uh, the context of what they were actually doing, then they allowed for us to accompany them to the actual site. And Marana, um, there was another traumatic experience. You know, we, we were standing at the site, a huge skyscraper in front of us. There's been ruined to rubbles, uh, to rubble, and there's a suspected or rather assumed body that is under the rubble. And while we are standing on that site, the crane locates a corpse in the rubble. And then the rescues, rescue workers take that body, wrap it up in, a, in, a, in some sort of cloth or whatever material that they found, and they brought that body down to the ground and was placed in a, in a body bag. And we later discovered that was the body of an elderly woman. The entire scene and the entire teams that are present there, probably 30, 40, 50 people that are standing on site, everybody just turns gold. It's just a it, humanity comes out of you and everybody just puts their head down and you find so many people just in tears. The value of one, one life, person being taken out from that from that rubble, people had not even a second to blink, and, blink and, an eye. And this is now the human experience and the trauma that these workers are going through to take out one, one body from these skyscrapers. Marla, make it easy for them and uh, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant Jannah and accept the shahada of all of those who perished in this quake. Ya Salam, Ya Salam. And it was an experience on its own. You know, I, you just could not look when you see an excavator pulling out the body 
and immediately as they identify a corpse, they all turn around, they afford the dignity to the marhuma, uh, probably because of maybe uh, the clothing uh, that was needed for her body. Immediately they form a, a human barricade and they don't allow anybody close to the body. They ensure that the body is shrouded first, covered, covered from head to toe and then placed into a human body bag and then only where are other people allowed to come closer to see what is happening. Uh, the dignity that they afford to the marhum and, and, and how they treat the corpse and also whatever they are retrieving along the way is it's, it's just it's just heartbreaking and to see how all of this unfolding in front of you. Murad Bilal, there was a youngster there also who had witnessed several bodies being pulled out over the last few days. He was left speechless and almost gobsmacked there. Yeah, actually, when while this body was being retrieved, um, you know, he was some of the the personnel decided to take him aside because he was actually assisting the South African team as a translator, and he was not obviously used to some some of these scenes, and uh, we could see actually on his face that he's going through some psychological difficulty and challenge and experiencing these bodies coming out one after the other. Uh, we can well imagine what must be the psychological impact in the minds and hearts of those not hundreds, not thousands, but probably millions of people that are experiencing that have been now left to the streets as a result of the, the recent events. Yes, and one of the brothers that we met also today, he said, I tried to go into the building just to see whatever I could recover and retrieve from my uh, flat. But he says he was there for a very brief moment and he heard an aftershock. And because of the tremor, he ran again and he made sure he's not going to go back again to that place. So people are left with very little and they are all scattered all over. The difference we've seen in Turkey is that uh, people are scattered amongst their loved ones and scattered in different provinces of the country because of extended family. In Syria, we saw all of them largely concentrated in a campsite. But that's not the same phenomenon. It is but very concentrated and limited. By and large, people are scattered in the towns nearby and uh, by family members. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for one and all. Habib Bobat reporting for Radio Islam from Syria and Turkey.